Warning, the following video clip contains strong language and has therefore been rated 18 plus by the YouTube NECCA. Viewer discretion is advised. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. This is Vince Cannon McMahon, chairman of the board of WWE, and you're now listening to the PWC Network. And if you're not, you can kiss my uh <laughs> Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. circumstance may be. It's a stark contrast to the preparation of Roman Reigns, the reigning undisputed WWE Universal Champion, who on the road to WrestleMania is training. He's got the best coaches in the world. He's got the best physical therapists in the world, keeping him fresh. Oh, for the matchup at WrestleMania. Cody taking the polar opposite approach. Hence this match right now. Place lock applied, down goes LA Knight. 
trip by the veteran. Rhodes oh, and a my. knee right between the eyes. Cody may put this away early now. Cover the kick out by LA. Smart move by Knight, taking a moment to compose himself. Oh, Cody is looking to afford LA he's got ideas here. Oh, he's caught. Cody's been caught. Big right hand by Knight. Stops the nightmare in his tracks. Dragon Rhodes to the outside. Such a connection there from LA Knight, but now face first into the barricade. Bit of urgency about Cody Rhodes now. Oh, but the urgency may cost him. You are dealing with a veteran in LA Knight. But uh-oh, uh uh-oh, oh, it's anger ah. Cody Rhodes. LA took his eye off the ball for just a moment, and now the nightmare is making him pay. A little bit of separation game inside the ring for LA Knight. Cody Rhodes taking a climb. LA at pace now. Wow! Are you oh, kidding me? Is the American Nightmare in trouble? He sure is. We are 19 days from WrestleMania and the biggest night of Cody Rhodes' life when your main event against Roman Reigns. And look at Cody Rhodes go inside the ring in one-on-one -on -one action against LA Knight. Smart move by Knight. The official's view is blocked by their bodies. Knight went to the eyes. DDT this could do it. LA Knight now, what a win this would be. Cody, shoulders up. WrestleMania weekend, a colossal two-night event kicks off two weeks from this Saturday. And L.A. Knight is a superstar still looking for a path. If you talk to Knight, he believes in his heart of hearts that he belongs at the showcase of the immortal. Some people may say that L.A. Knight's brash, maybe that he's a bit overconfident, but that's the sort of mentality it takes to make your mark in this business. And L.A. Knight could be well on his way with a win tonight over Cody Rhodes. Imagine the talk, the chatter. If L.A. Knight can get this done, against the man headed to the main event of WrestleMania. Just think psychologically what it could do to Cody. Pick it up, Forearm caught Knight off guard. Big uppercut. LA Knight's rock to the corner, he goes evaded by Cody. Cody's looking fresh. Power slam by Rhodes, and now it's Knight in jeopardy. Looking energized, Cody Rhodes. Disaster kick. Hooks the leg now, Cody, to put away LA Knight, who kicks out at two. Cody can't believe it. Cody keeping his focus now on LA Knight, who no doubt is earning Rhodes' respect as this match progresses. But Cody can't lose sight of the task at hand. LA Knight stands in the way of WrestleMania right now. Caught by LA Knight. Can he? Cover. In this now, LA Knight cover for the win, and Cody kicks out of two. Knight beginning to show a little frustration. Oh, looking for blood force trauma, Rose able to escape. Cody, hang on, look at this, Cody cutter! Wow! And the nightmare is alive in Providence! Sizing the prize, waiting for his moment to pounce. Crossroads! Here is your winner, the American 
he wanted to keep his skill set razor sharp on the way to WrestleMania. The Nightmare did just that tonight. And this is where it turned. Look at this from Cody Rhodes. How spectacular is that? A Cody Cutter so nice. We'll show it to you twice. Soaring through the air. Driving L.A. Knight face first into the canvas. And then a trip to the crossroads. Determination in the face of Cody Rhodes. Well, the road to Hollywood won't get any easier for Cody. And the American Nightmare wouldn't want it any other way. These warnings from Mr. Heyman that I should stay out of bloodline business. Well, I reiterate, I do not work for the bloodline and I don't work for Mr. Heyman. So if I want to come out here, stand side by side with Sami Zayn, I can do that. If I want to come out here and fight alongside Kevin Owens, I can do that. And I also hear Mr. Heyman say, don't make this personal. Don't, don't make it personal. What a joke. It has been personal since I first appeared on this show at 21 years old in front of these same cameramen. It's personal. When week after week, I'm choked up, fighting back tears with every sentence. It's personal when you wear a protective coat of armor. And I'm not talking about my robe. I'm talking about a tailored suit. And the reason I wear it is not because I think I am somebody. It's because I want to be somebody. Mr. Heyman talking about acknowledging Roman Reigns. I acknowledge you, damn it. You need to acknowledge me. I am not perfect, but my time since I came back to the WWE has been perfect. I am undefeated. I grew up thinking that I was a prince in this industry. But I've got no crown, no chip, no master sword, no undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And on April 2nd, on April 2nd, when the sun goes down on Hollywood, it is going down on Roman Reigns' generational run. On April 2nd, on April 2nd, it's not just those who've got the Rhodes and the Runnels blood pumping through their veins. It's every single person who has followed me until the end. On April 2nd, I have waited my whole life. I will wait no more on April 
April 2nd, Roman Reigns, I pin you, I stick you in this ring and become the first Rhodes to ever say he is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Incredible passion, incredible poise, a highly motivated challenger for the Tribal Chief and the undisputed WWE. Hello, I'm Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lippman. Monday night, Machismo. I'm your host, Jimmy T. And my co-host, he's back once again. He's stumbling slowly to WrestleMania, apparently. And he's not just that, he's even evil. It's Dr. Jeff Lindman. Welcome back to the Machismo. What's cracking, man? Yeah, it's not just me that's stumbling slowly to WrestleMania. It seems like uh, all of uh, WWE is, or at least on this, this Raw. And we have a couple mysteries. Uh, one adding to the intrigue of the, the, the mystery of uh, Alexa Bliss last week. And now... Where, where in the world and why in the world is, is Bray Wyatt not around? And then uh, how does it impact Lashley and all, all sorts of other stuff? Uh, and all wrapped into a Raw that was okay. I mean, it wasn't a bad Raw. It just wasn't particularly impactful. There, there, were, there were high points uh, and there were low points, but I wouldn't say anything was terrible. It's just that there was, I don't know, it, it didn't feel urgent. I feel yeah, And uh, yes. Speaking of Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt, as a matter of fact, it all makes sense now. If you remember, I said last week as a joke, I wasn't being totally serious, but I was throwing it out there, that could it possibly be that Bray Wyatt and his uh, his creative juices have finally gotten to him? And I said that as a joke, like as a possibility. I you were joking. I thought you were serious. And, well, and... I was being serious, but thinking that surely that's not the case. I just put it out there as a possibility. And what do you know? <laughs> It's true, it seems, and uh, that worries me. The Oracle of Delphi strikes again. <laughs> yes, exactly. You called it the Oracle of Delphi. I guess I am. So yeah, uh, that was a little eerie. That, that is weird. Like I said, it's, it, is eerie. it was before all of the whispers and the rumors. That's right. And if you want to get the the news hot off the press, you can tune in right here, where we're clairvoyant here at the PWC. We know the future. Yeah, every now and then. <laughs> 
don't, don't sleep on our predictions. They, they actually have a, a pretty good record of, of coming true. It's amazing. We actually do. If it's not me, it's him. If it's not him, it's me. So <laughs> it's we, we get shit right here at the PwC. And, and do you think they're going to, like, uh, get shit to... Like, what I'm trying to say is, uh, is he going to just disappear now? We're not going to see him ever again. Or do you think surely he comes back and does the job for Lashley? And I think that's the problem. That's what I think was going to happen. He pretty much pulled out the whole Hogan card and said, that don't work for me, brother. And took his ball and went home. I have no idea what to think. I have read the same things that everybody else has read, which is all over the place. It's everywhere from he no-showed on Saturday at an MSG house show to he basically what you said, he, he, he walked off it. You know, he wanted to do things creatively his way. And they said, listen, enough is enough. You've done it your way and it's not working. It's time for a little bit of some tweaking to... He has a physical injury, and, and there's no problem. He just physically is not cleared at the moment, and we're reassessing. Uh, so I don't know what it is. And, you know, with the IWC, you can't tell because everybody jumps to whatever conclusion they want, and there are no actual journalists. Um, True. And so, the, you know, the people who get things right get things wrong in equal measure. So you can't trust anyone. You can't trust anyone's opinion. I mean, I'm still hearing everybody confirming that, that AEW is getting another hour of television, and it all seems to stem from Andrew Zarian saying something that no one else is. They're just re-reporting what he said, and, and then people are, are citing other dirt sheets as their sources, um, which is bizarre. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but usually when there's some kind of smoke, there's some kind of fire, exactly what the fire is, I don't know. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective, one is WWE and it is a publicly traded company, and they're a little bit better about keeping secrets like this and keeping things in-house. And because so many people are anti-WWE, business perspective, not necessarily match perspective, but yeah, they hate Vince, they think Vince is running anything, they hate the company, they hate that they take money from Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, they think the booking is boring. You know, so to, to think the worst possible thing is, is sort of the popular thing to do. And then you get the knee-jerk, you know, reflexive apologists who take the other side. Nobody knows. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, I'm a cynic by nature. So, again, when there's smoke, there's got to be some fire. I'd like to hope that it's that he's just injured. I mean, he did basically break his finger in, in his first match and then seemed to, you know, jam them and, you know, damage other fingers in a house show. And... You know, and then, you know, no one's ever really been impressed by his wrestling, at least not for a long time. Uh, that, that that's that's not what he's known for. So, it's a really long way of saying I don't know. We'll find out in in the coming days. I mean, there's only three weeks till WrestleMania. Plenty of time to change a lot of things. Um, anyway, isn't it two weeks now? Well, it was three weeks as of two days ago. So it's I guess two and a half weeks, two and two third weeks now. Okay. Well, uh, two more wrongs. I mean, that that's true. Three more SmackDown. Well, I hope they really come to some sort of agreement. Either way, it doesn't look good for Bray. It doesn't look good for Bobby. Heck, I even heard Lashley say he would love to ta- to be in a tag team with Brock Lesnar so they can just destroy everyone. And for whatever reason, I'd be cool with that. I would too. I mean, I, listen, I, I like the Sisters of Destruction. Why wouldn't I like this new version of the... You know, the pit fighters or whatever, you know, the conversion of the brothers of destruction. 
you know, why, why fight each other when we can beat everyone else up? I think that'd be, that'd be perfectly cool. Um, I picture them both pointing to each other laughing like, yeah, me, you, <laughs> we're going to kick everyone's ass. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of matches yet to be booked in WrestleMania. And I don't think anyone was really excited about Lashley Bray. I mean, I was keeping an open mind about it, but I wasn't excited about it. Hey, um, I said all along that this was a bad matchup to begin with because whoever gets the loss, it's going to affect them. And look what's happening. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, everyone's like, well, well, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know. Why, why, do, why do you make a fatal four-way for a number one contender for whoever wins the, the, the title? And why don't you put Lashley in there, Damian Priest, who doesn't seem to have a match, Brian Cage, who's going to be a free agent two days earlier and will be in the city. Uh, and, you know, maybe the, maybe you put Santos Escobar or someone in there because Priest and Escobar should fight and they cancel each other out. And newcomer Cage can do the honors. Whether or not it's with the help of the Hurt Business or not, who knows, but, you know, whatever. That's just something I threw out there, which, you know, I, I, I think is probably... Actually, I think that probably would be a match that's better received than Bray versus Lashley anyway. Um, I don't know. But Bray, I think, has unfinished business with other demons. <laughs> don't really involve Lashley. None of us... Actually, the choices... I mean, even that LA, LA Knight didn't really make sense. Right, and that's that's upsetting because again he loses, and we'll get to that match once we get into RAW. Actually, speaking of Cody though, did, did you read what I sent you in the messenger? Well, I just want to like read it out to everyone. This is what Cody Rhodes said in an interview, and he gave his thoughts on AEW's Revolution 2023. I laughed at this. He says, "I only saw some highlights from Ricky, and I assume Ricky Starks he's talking about." Of course. I had a pirated feed, which I probably should have just figured out how to get the right feed. <laughs> Figure That's out. Funny. By push He's paper view. <laughs> right, right. Not going to tell you who sent me that. I thought Ricky did great. Really proud of him. Chris Jericho is an absolute legend. He's more than a legend. He's Chris Jericho. <laughs> and uh, for Ricky to be able to deal with that and handle that in a way he did, very proud of Ricky. Very proud of Julia Hart. Proud of Malachi Black. Actually, because he was somebody that I loved our interactions with and I wanted to see more of that of that Malachi right literally and it's been a minute and then all my other kids I'm not going to name them because I'm not going to put them over all my other kids one of them was out there in the main event we don't have to be best friends or anything but just very proud of their growth their continued growth and that's it so um he totally gave a backslap (laughs) well look he buried AEW let's put it that way Pretty much. And, and him saying he watched it the pirated way fucking popped right. me, dude. Right, it wouldn't give him any money. I don't blame him because... Anyway, yeah. We, we we shouldn't give money either. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but anyway, let's get on to Raw. Like, as far as Bray goes, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. Well, I didn't. You did. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did call it. And I did say I hope I'm wrong in saying this. But I wasn't thinking it was going to happen, but it did. So it is what it is. But anyway, there's... Well, I mean, you gave the money. I didn't. Oh, yeah, of course I did. Of course. I always give money to AEW. Right. I, I just watched with you. <laughs> yeah, we can have watch parties in a certain way. It's actually yeah. quite good. Actually, yeah, hey, I, I mean, I have I have paid for most of their pay-per-views, but there were a couple I just refused to do, but you insisted we do shows of them, so you paid for them, and we managed <laughs> to make it work. Absolutely. Well, anyway, let's get into Raw, um, and we, well, we start off with Judgment Day, I guess, and uh, 
Finn gets on the mic. This f- feels like last week already again, Jeff. Well, Edge like. came first, but then... Oh, Finn, yes. I mean, basically, Edge called him out saying, you know, we want, we need to finish this in a Hell in the Cell match at WrestleMania, which I, I, pretty, I was pretty much sure this match was already... Uh, established, just not the hell in right. the cell stipulation. That was the only part that was new, but he was acting like he was challenging him and, and it was a new match. I mean, it advanced the story, but it, it didn't, but I mean, there was already a challenge that Finn laid, so all Edge has to do is accept and then raise the stakes. He didn't have to go through all of that. It was sort of it sort of seemed like waste of time, like he wasn't paying attention to the on show, but then he called out Finn, and of course Finn didn't come out alone. He came out with the whole Judgment Day, and Edge acts like he's surprised, which explains why for the past year he's always being laid out by them because he's surprised by the obvious. Right, surprised by the obvious. Well, anyway, Finn gets on the mic and tells Edge to say what he has to say, but Edge says he doesn't. He didn't come here to talk. He came here to end this. He then says that Bella's going to hang back there and he's not going to rush in because it'll be the same old shit. Ooh. So yeah. Finn has his match at WrestleMania. Bella starts to crow about it and Edge tells him to shut up and listen. He's wasted the last year on his comeback on Judgment Day. The year before that was in front of TV screens in the Thunderdome and he's running out of time to accomplish what he came back to do. Finn then made the Judgment Day better because he leaned into being what they are bitter immature and malcontent mm. and emo delight even he even said but whatever whatever it works every other week they've left him laying and made him utter two words he thought he would never fall out of his face when he said i quit and then they'll st- they still bashed best phoenix skull in with a concerto for the last year they've tried to make his life a living hell and the way he sees it there's only one way he can end in a hell in a cell match at WrestleMania. Finn says, yeah, I guess. Finn says he's been to hell before, but hell couldn't handle his demons and he'll see him at WrestleMania. But until then, Judgment Day rushes to the ring. Edge fights valiantly, but gets overwhelmed by that by the damn numbers. And Johnny Gargano and Dixon Lewis make the save. And the brawl continues. And as Candace LeRae. Do I really need to mention Candace? Seriously. Fuck Candace. Couldn't care less, but I just want to say this: uh, Are we going to get the demon Finn? I mean, at... that's certainly what he alluded to, which is obviously a swerve because you think the demon never loses, but Edge can't lose this match. So, you know, are you sure about that? Yes. Well, we'll see. Come the the go home show because it's it just depends. The demon has never lost a match, if I can remember. Yeah, he's about to. Ah, oh, that's that'll, that'll be pretty bad. That. I don't know. We'll see. But until then, we still do have a few more weeks to go. But uh, Bell is case, not a zero, but he's a four. He, the demon at a ten. It's it's just it's just Finn Balor with makeup on. He doesn't even wrestle differently as the demon. It, it uh, it's just paint. It's there's no difference to the character. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he doesn't understand his own gimmick. People love it because they love the paint, which is stupid. I mean, the three faces of Foley—they were three distinct characters. They acted differently. They wrestled differently. That's true. I mean, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Anyway, man, I've heard him say in the past that he doesn't want to bring back the demon character ever again. But they gave him an extra zero for WrestleMania, and he's like, okay, (laughs) an extra zero. You're probably right. Uh, well, anyway, that leads to a match between Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano versus Judgment Day in Damian Priest 
and the condom himself, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, but Judgment Day ended up winning by pinfall with the South of Heaven from Damien Priest onto Dexter Loomis. Is it safe to say they're a bunch of losers? And I'm not, not Judgment Day. I'm talking about uh, I know you're talking Loomis about. and Gargano. I, I mean, Loomis actually looked pretty good in this match. Um, but, I, I mean, they should have lost and they did lose. And again, it was, you know, through some trickery and and you know damian priest did the did the damage but tags in mysterio so that dominic can do the frog splash and get the pin and he's been scoring the pins like every week for judgment day know. you know by hooker by crook um which you know i think is cool it's not subtle and, and i think it's a it's a cool way for them to do things um the only problem is is that P- priest is like your forgotten guy i mean i've said a hundred times he's the one that should be in in the career versus career match with with Edge. I mean, Finn should be done. I mean, I don't even know what that is. Is this a career versus career match? No, but he's he oh. this this should be like Judgment Day was created, at least it, it seemed like it in the beginning, to put Priest over, and he is the only one who hasn't advanced. Well, yeah, even Dom is as advanced. Let's be honest. The Dom's the advanced the most because he was a complete zero. Oh. Now he's now Rhea, he's, you know, up Rhea. there. Rhea it's was Rhea already great, but she's greater. Right. And right, Finn right. is, you know, Finn, you can do anything you want with Finn. So he's fine. Priest was the one who was, you know, came off the Bad Bunny. Then he was a heel. He was U.S. champion. And now this was going to be his, you know, his faction where he's going he's to get this identity. He was going to learn from the legend. Then he was going to turn on the legend. That was going to be the big feud. But no, it didn't happen. And and now it's like he sort of somehow the, the six foot five guy is sort of <laughs> lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it's pretty sad. But, um, I don't know. Look, we do have backlash coming from Puerto Rico soon, so maybe I don't know. I mean, they're gonna have to start pushing him shortly, right? You'd think. Well, he's a, well, he's a heel, so I don't. I mean, he, he'd have to do something really extreme at WrestleMania, which he doesn't have a match for yet, to to be pushed by backlash. So I, I you know, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume it. I, I think the Bad Bunny has the Puerto Rican fandom locked and loaded just fine and oh, again i don't think the puerto rican fandoms any different than AF fandom they want to see the stars they don't want to see damian priest they want to acknowledge roman reigns absolutely you're spot on and, and puerto rico is a professional wrestling hotbed yeah. so uh of course yeah now the fans will be awesome i remember the last pay-per-view they did was new year's revolution back in uh 2006 i think it was or 05 one of one of the two when edge first won the world heavyweight championship against john cena in a mm-hmm. cage if you remember that happened in puerto rico mm-hmm. ironically and that was a great crowd great well i haven't watched it since probably back then but from what i remember it was pretty good pretty sure but, they're um, better than this providence rhode island crowd so oh definitely 100 percent. well we came from boston to rhode island so uh you know what i mean even though it's uh new york it's not new york city it's not but, new york it's rhode island oh but isn't it in new york state no it's in rhode island state Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. Is that a separate state? Yes. You're lying. I'm not. No way. Wasn't it Once Upon a Time part of New York? I I don't know. I th- Once Upon a Time, I think it was part of Massachusetts, like back when there were 13 colonies. But no, Rhode Island is a state. I've got to look that up. You don't have oh, to wow, look it up. Oh, wow, it is too. Is Shit. I've got, I, I, I'm from the United States. I, I know all the states. I know that's true, but uh, for some reason I've always—that's weird. What, what am I getting confused with? Like, I, I've some... been to Provincetown. <laughs> no, I know. I just thought at one stage it was. See, it says um, it shares a small maritime border with New York east of Long Island. 
Yeah, it sure oh. is. Maritime for Long Island Sound. I mean, it's, wow, wow. I mean, there's a body of water between them. Connecticut's before, closer. That's weird. For whatever reason, I've always thought, I don't know why I've associated with New York. Don't know I don't where know. I, I don't know why you ever gave it a second star. Me too. I, that's strange. And I'm good with geography, like I said. But uh, wow, got that one wrong. I just learned something new. That's weird, man. Uh, that's strange. All this time, I thought it was New York City. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a separate state, which is even more weird because you don't really hear much about it. What's but, weird is how long you're spending on this. Yeah, because I literally just got my mind blown. But anyway... Uh, let's move on because we go to the back. We see some footage of Chad Cable interrupting an interview with the Miz to ask if he knows where Otis is. Miz tells him to post fly, to post flyers, and he runs off to do so. And then Miz brushes off the idea of having a co-host. As the, then the camera pans over to Damage Control beating Trish Stratus up and smashing her face into a road case. Yeah, this is a pretty good beat down. That sounds shocking. It was shocking. Yeah, I mean. The beginning of Raw was okay. I mean, you know, aside from the fact that I had to look at Gargano and, and Lorray, or the Garganos, the beginning of Raw was okay. This, this part was good. I mean, I would say the first 90 minutes were decent. Uh, then it got, As it always is. Not always. Then, then it got demonstrably slower. It ended pretty good. Actually, it ended good. Um, all right, so what else? Well, we move on to Omos and mvp are in the ring as we came back from commercial mvp starts cutting a promo on brock but gets cut off right as he's telling the beast what he wants him to understand then we get brock lesnar coming to the ring he gets in the in into the nigerian giant's face and almost holds his fist up to lesnar to or to his head before opening his hand and offering a handshake brock then shakes his hand but almost won't let go lesnar then stops his foot to break his grip and a nigerian giant palms his head and throws him over the ropes, which looked bad, just quietly. Yeah, it took uh, a couple times to do it. I, I thought he was going to try to just do the, the claw, which actually sort of would have been cool. But no, he, he tried to turn the claw into a shove over, and I'm not sure the Brock was ready for it and uh, yeah, he probably wanted like, to play or whatever. That ain't working for me, brother. That's right. what he did. But he got him <laughs> over and, you know, whatever. And then Brock's like, Nah, I'm, I'm not fighting now. I'm okay. Get me my cowboy hat. And <laughs> that was it. So, but until that moment, I mean, the image was great. The, the crowd was crazy for it, you know, and just seeing those two, you know, behemoths, you know, staring each other down. Uh, I think maybe they, they took it one step too far. Uh, they, they probably should have quit while they were ahead on this one. <laughs> as much as I love this matchup, right? And I am looking forward to it. I think it's a bad matchup, though, in terms of the loss. I don't see Brock losing, man. Even though he should lose, I just don't see it happening. He's losing. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if he loses, then he has to lose pretty quick, right? Well, Brock, whether he wins or loses, it's going to be pretty quick. <laughs> True. I mean, well, unless anyway. there's like, you know, uh, tractors and back, <laughs> back hole, you know, back diggers and, and tables and... You know, I've got air idea. traps or whatever around the ring. I know what's going to happen. And you know me, I've been giving out bold predictions since I am the, the Oracle of Delphi. You can call me that now from now on. So I'm going to look into the, into the, whatever the Oracle is. And uh, I'm going to say this. I think we're going to get a dusty finish to the point where it's going to be a suplex from the top and the ring breaks because these two are just behemoths. I'd be okay with that. So I, would I. I. 
I, you know, I just don't know that. I mean, if anyone can do it, it's Brock. But I, I don't know that almost knows how to take that ball from there. Um, so no, I, I, I don't think that's the way. Uh, I, the only reason why I think it would work is because one, it'll be a cool moment, even though we've seen it happen numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. And it's at WrestleMania, and I think the fans wouldn't hate on it because the ring just busted. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they'd have to cart another ring in there, which means less seating. Uh, yeah, so. They can do it. They, they've well, done of it. They can do it. Uh, don't worry, man, because that way it protects both of them. Like I said, I think it's bad for whoever loses. And if Lesnar does lose, he's he'll be gone for a while, I think. But uh, we'll see. He's 43 years old. He doesn't care. He takes the check. He goes. Goodbye. The end. I know, but he makes the show much better, man. In my opinion, anyway. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, you know, he does. But I, I mean, he doesn't require a story, which makes it easy. Uh, people are just excited to see him. But I mean, you know, if you like a story, which I do. You know, Brock coming and saying I want a match with somebody, or somebody saying my guy wants a match with you, wants to take on the best. Is I mean, that's as lazy as the story gets. I mean, that, that that's even worse than you're in the back of catering and someone spills coffee on you. You're like, hey, you're in my favorite shirt. That that at least it could be funny. <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens anyway. Uh, next, we get a matchup between everybody's favorite American hero in Cody Rhodes versus, yeah, my favorite LA American Knight. hero. Is he your, oh, well, LA Knight you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Cody wins, obviously. Cody wins by pinfall via crossroads, but I'm disappointed, man. The guy keeps getting cheered. The guy keeps getting pops. But for whatever reason, it's like WWE is saying to him, you ain't shit, pal. And we'll Dude, show you why you ain't talking shit. About? I'm talking about LA Knight. Well, I mean, he couldn't possibly win this match. I know. But why put him in this match in the first place? He's a loser every week. Well, I On guess every show. Well, but the crowd likes him. They wanted to get some excitement. It's a credible loss for, Rody, uh, for Cody. And listen, in WWE, people take turns. You can see right now. The Miz is a joke. Gable's a joke. Corbin is losing. Elias is losing. For a year and a half, Seth Rollins was was doing mostly losing. Now he's starting to win again. People take turns. For a while, Asuka was losing everything. For a while, Becky was losing everything. And then and then things turn. And then LA Knight will get his turn. He's going to get his turn soon. He's. It, I, I'm. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. He's winning Money in the Bank. Oh, that's a big. I have to see. Well, we've got to see how they push him between now and then, but uh, that is a bold and prediction. You don't. Sure. You just have to have him win money in the bank. It's it's its own gimmick. When he's winning the bank in July, I think, right? I'm sure. That doesn't matter. He's going to win, sure it's win money in the bank and they'll be walking around with that bank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can use it anytime I want you. Am I going to use it now? Yeah. No, dummy. No. No, no, no. It's going to be brilliant. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Well, this is what I'm worried about, Jeff. The fact that they might turn him into a Dolph Ziggler to the point where the fans just don't care anymore. And that can happen. It can, but don't worry. It'll, it, it's, money in the Bank is only in a few months. It's not like three years of Dolph Ziggler. Mm, Plus, I never uh, liked Dolph Ziggler much anyway. I didn't mind him, but I wasn't, yeah, I was never his biggest fan. But anyway, post-match, Cody gets on the mic. He says he keeps hearing warnings from Mr. Heyman that he should stay out of bloodline business. But he doesn't work for Heyman and he doesn't work for the Bloodline. So he can stand with Sami Zayn. He can fight alongside Kevin Owens if he wants. Heyman says, don't make this personal. What a joke. It's been personal since he debuted at 21 in front of these same cameramen. 
It's personal when he holds back tears every week. Fucking stop it, Cody. It's personal when you wear a tailored suit as a protective coat of armor, really. Not because he thinks he is somebody, but because he wants to be somebody. Paul wants him to acknowledge Roman Reigns. He acknowledges him, and he wants Roman to acknowledge him in Cody. He's been undefeated since he's come back, and he grew up thinking he was a prince of this industry, but he's got no crown, no master sword, and on April 2nd, when the sun goes down on Hollywood, it goes down on Roman's generational run. And on April 2nd, it's every person who's followed him to the end. And once again, he repeats, on April 2nd, he's waited his whole life and he will wait no longer. And he'll be the first Rhodes to say he's the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. And that's that. I mean, can I just say, was there one too many April 2nds in this promo? Yes. <laughs> and I want to point out that that term about him dressing the way he does because it's a wall was a dumbass line, dude. Yeah, no, uh, I I think for the second segment in a row, Paul Heyman's promo was useless and a waste of time. But I thought Cody's was fine. I thought Cody's promo in the ring was was good. I mean, I thought it was emotional and you know it wasn't nonsensical. Hmm. Half and half for me. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like I said, too many April 2nds. It is what it is. Anyway, but there's a lot of interviews going on on this Raw, Jeff. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, we get Seth Rollins next, who is interviewed backstage. He laughs. Logan Paul off. <laughs> and he says he was acting like he won the lottery last week because he did. When he landed the shot of a lifetime on his chinny chin chin. <laughs> But if there's one thing we've learned about Seth freaking Rollins, it's that you can't keep him down. So the next time Logan Paul and... Then the Miz rolls up, yeah. as he was saying, and... And Seth boos in his face. <laughs> Boo! Miz says he's just jealous he got knocked cold. And last week, control of the narrative. But what does he know? He's just the host of WrestleMania. Next week, Logan's going to have a live in-ring edition of... <laughs> in Paul Siv TV mm. and he'll be a guest interesting right, Baron Corbin yeah, then rolls up enemies. I know that well they're from they're both from Ohio so but anyway oh, oh, well that's why no but that's why technically they're cool with each other also yeah but anyway. in storyline Logan Paul wants nothing to do with him but they, oh, they, yeah. they keep sticking him with him and he and apparently the Miz always calls up Logan Paul so whatever uh, Baron Corbin then rolls up to try to get on the show, but Miz tells him Paul is booked up. So Baron shifts gears to ask to be co-host. Oh, God. Miz says he has a lot of pool, but he doesn't have that kind of pool. Corbin tries to offer Rollins boxing lessons to get ready for WrestleMania. Funny enough, he's a former Golden Gloves champion. But Seth says, if he's being honest, I'd rather take lessons from his baby daughter. Baron loses it and says he's trying everything and Seth is lucky he doesn't have a match tonight because he'll knock him out faster than Logan did. Rollins says in a fighting says he's in a fighting mood and he'll see him out there tonight. Then Miz tells Baron that if he handles Seth, he'll put a good word in with Logan Paul for him and we go to the break. I felt like this was silly. Because it was. Uh, I mean, Corbin actually is a three-time Golden Glove winner, and he, is, he would give true. better boxing lessons than a two-and-a-half-year-old. I mean, so that was, I mean, that was just Seth being dumb, and Seth is over, and I don't understand why. I mean, I, I've oh, never been on, interested Jeff. in Seth. 
should understand why. I mean, he's been over with me for a long time, and now everyone else is clicking onto it. Not everyone else. People have always liked this idiot. And, and, uh, I mean, uh, he's he's the one from the Shield, the Triple H pick, and true. both of the Atus, both of the Atu have far exceeded him. Seth is by far the least important. Whoa, whoa, the whoa, whoa! Hold the phone, Jeff. Hold on a minute. You just said that Seth is the least successful one out of the three members of the Shield. By far, it's not even close. By far. I disagree big time with you on that one. I dare say Mr. Bloodman himself, uh, Dean Ambrose or fucking uh, John Moxley, I think is the third one, in my opinion. Of course you do, think... but you're wrong. He is, he's... Really? John Moxley is much more important in AEW than Seth Rollins is in WWE. If we woke up tomorrow and Seth Rollins was not in WWE, nobody would notice. I can't believe I just said that. I can't believe... You know what? For you saying that, Vince McMahon has got something to tell you, Jeff. Not this stupid thing again. <laughs> it wasn't funny the first. For the board. Hey, Jeff yeah, Lippman. Well, Diss my ass. <laughs> Voice.ai. Kiss <laughs> my ass, pal. For saying that. I can't believe it. No, I... Vince, Vince agrees with me. He knows that Triple H made the wrong mistake. For, for five years, he was trying to make Seth Rollins a star. And it was the worst five years in WWE history. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'd so I mean, disagree. Since 1990, whenever they were doing the Goon and the Dumpster Draws and Sparkplug Holly, I mean, that that was worse. But, All right, let me, let me but, say but this. Then. If Seth Rollins was to go to AEW, he would automatically be the guy there. Put it that way. Uh, a, I doubt it because nobody's the guy there. And B, who cares? It's AEW, so what? Exactly, um, you just answered your own question. Who cares? Because it's AEW. So, at the end of the day, Moxley is definitely third. Wow. I, I, I bet most of our listeners strongly disagree with that one. Yeah, but they're wrong too. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was cold. The evil one himself just... Ugh, that was bad, Jeff. That's bad. Anyway, speaking of bad, we have Bronson Reed... Versus Elias next, and uh, this was a squash match as Bronson Reed wins by pinfall with a 7-4-7 splash. While Rick Boogs is out there taking notes. Yeah, like he's been doing every week. Big deal. Right. He's booging out, man. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's taking notes about. I don't know why he's <laughs> dressing like it's 1985 with the bright pink muscle tank top with like sort of the Y back and the uh, and, and jorts. Yeah, with I a don't fanny know pack. It's, That's true. I mean, it's it's getting getting a little bit weird, and and <laughs> I guess maybe he's. Uh, I hope at the end of this, Elias is like, "Have you learned a lot?" And he's like, "Yeah, I learned all the things not to do." That that that's, that that should be the only uh, end result of this. But yeah, so you know, not so the result of this is that nobody gets a response. Elias doesn't get a response. Bronson Reed doesn't get a response. Uh, Boogs isn't getting a response so three guys spiraling into nothingness they just need to get Bronson Reed and, and Otis in a tag team already well they were teasing it and now it seems like it's plateaued suddenly again because yeah, the Otis with the Maximum models is actually sort of funny yeah but last week I, I, I'm pretty sure it was last week on Raw you know how we saw uh, Bronson Reed in the back there and I thought it was Bray Wyatt funny enough because from far mm -hmm. away it kind of looked like Bray 
but I wasn't. <laughs> no. And he was in a suit, like, you know, all dressed up and shit. You never really see him like that. So I felt like maybe they could have been teasing that he could be part of Maximum Male Models. I think both of them would be fucking brilliant on in that stable, whatever you want to call them. Right. But we'll see. It seems like they're slowed down on that idea, but it is what it is. Well, we go backstage once again, Jeff. It's another interview. He's And it's in with Kevin Owens. He says he asked for help for a long time, but he didn't get it. And now that Sami Zayn is asking for help, and with the history between them, it's not hard to understand why he doesn't want to get it involved with him again. He heard what Cody Rhodes said earlier, and if he wants to help Sami, that's his problem. But he does not want Cody's help tonight. He wants Rhodes to focus on WrestleMania, and he wants to fight Solo Sikoa and whoever else on his own, like he's been doing, and he's going to keep doing, and he's perfectly fine doing so. And then that was that. That was it. <laughs> Anything yep. to say about that? Uh, I mean, it's consistent with his character, but he's not making a whole lot of sense from a no, he's not from brain standpoint. Uh, <laughs> I understand why what he says about Sammy. I'm not sure why he feels that way about Cody. I'm glad because I don't want these stories conflated. But like, there's nobody else in the locker room he can recruit. Like, I know that a lot of people don't trust him, but like Triple A's uh, Triple H has hired nine thousand new people. So you think like like he, he could appeal to one of them. Yeah, and it feels like he's regretting it too with some yeah. of these guys. Well, he should regret it with, with some of these guys. I mean, there's a whole bunch of zeros. That's true. Well, we do get a little uh, backstage footage once again. Uh, we see Austin, uh, the Street Profits confronting Austin Theory backstage and Austin trying to sell discontent between them by asking which one is tougher and telling Montez Ford that he's a choke artist sort of um, is. Uh, is he really? yeah uh, what's he won he's won nothing but exactly had, <laughs> yeah but he's not really a singles guy let's be honest yeah I, he hasn't won much as a tag team either they're former tag champions once but they've, they've lost once. how many title shots like about 50 <sighs> I guess you're right it is what it is but that leads to a match between Angelo Dawkins and Austin Theory as Austin Theory ends up winning by pinfall with that A-Town down and um, not bad match no not a bad little match but it was just a match nothing to really say are we going anywhere with the Street Profits and Theory it feels like Theory is picking on absolutely everybody man I think that we are I think that after Theory defeats John Cena that that Montez Ford is going to be his next challenger. And, and you know, whatever happens with the Street Profits, you know, they say they're never going to break up. Um, or Angela Dawkins said that they're never going to break up. That doesn't mean Montez Ford won't break up with him. But even if they even if they stick together, I mean, you know, one, one can support the other in the, in the singles. I mean, I know. why the, can't we just the, get the that scenario? have done that twice. Right. Why can't we just get that? They don't have to turn on each other, right? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather that, to be honest. But anyway... Post-match, though, Theory locks Dawkins into an STF to send a message to Mr. John Chenner, but he bails and runs away, and when Montez Ford runs down to make the save, he does the you-can't-see-me taunt on the ramp to boot, and then we go to another break. It wasn't and a guess... great STF. No, it wasn't. It actually sucked. But then again, Cena's STF is not that much better either, but... Yeah, it was better than this one. <laughs> They're both slack. Anyway, uh, we come back from commercial, and guess what, Jeff? What? We've got another. We got another interview backstage. This time okay. it's Paul Heyman. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. So this is the one I was alluding to earlier. This was a waste of time. 
Well, he says the bloodline has a problem, and that problem's name is Kevin Owens. Jeez, everyone's got a problem. How many times is he going to tell us that they have problems and they've identified the names? I mean, is this Groundhog Day? We already freaking know. I feel like he's going to become a schmoz eventually with all these guys. Anyway, uh, tonight they'll demonstrate how they solve problems, and Solo Sikoa will solve him. Cody Rhodes has a problem too. He's mistaken the fact that the truth will set him free with the fact that the truth will imprison his mind into making stupid mistakes like making this personal to Roman Reigns of course it's personal to Cody that's what makes him a compelling challenger for the main event not really of Wrestlemania but to make this personal to Roman by mocking him and acknowledging him as the tribal chief on television what a schmuck you want to acknowledge Roman Reigns next week on Raw Roman will be there and in that moment Cody will make the biggest decision of his life whether he's a challenger or a problem because he assures him He's a problem that Reigns would love to personally solve. Right. And that's that. He'll be right here in St. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> right here in St. Louis? He'll be in Rhode there? Island, but the rest of <laughs> the show will be in St. Louis. St. Louis, by the way, also not in New York. That I know, Jeff. <laughs> no shit. I know, I, I know all the states. I just didn't, never realized that Rhode Island was really? a state. You know state. all the states? I do, technically. Not Rhode Island, clearly. I thought I was part of New Okay, again, I don't know why I thought that. I I, I don't know. Name all 50. I'll, I'll do that off the air, Jeff. Okay, great. I'm not going to do it on the air. I'm sure people uh, don't want me to. Put it in the private chat. <laughs> I, can't, I can't multitask. You know I get distracted easy, Jeff. I know you do. <laughs> so let's not, let's not put it in the private chat. Anyway, where was I? See, now, oh, here we are. Uh, Paul we, boring promo. Yeah, we, we've already passed that. Uh, we get a video package of Rey Mysterio being announced as the first inductee in this year's WWE Hall of Fame class. We also informed that Ric Flair will be on the bump this Wednesday to announce the next inductee. Really? Why can't we get it tonight? Um, like I told you, they're going to try to control the, the news drip. And today's news drip, despite the Bray Wyatt story, tomorrow's news drip is going to be about Raw. And so then he's going to announce the bump, and I, I assume it's going to be Keijo Muto. Or the great said If it's Flair announcing it, it's definitely Muda. Yeah. Or it might be people are saying Lex Luger, but I, I think it's going to be Muda first. Or Batista because of the um, oh, because of evolution. It? Yeah, yes. that's, that's it. I think they're going to say. Uh, well, Flair's a big announcement. I, I feel like they would do Batista last as as sort of the headliner, but I think Ray's going to be the headliner for storyline purposes. Like I said, it has to be, dude. I don't think he's guys. I think they'll be. I think he'll be second up. But anyway, um, yeah, F- Flair makes a lot of sense with Batista. But Flair, I mean, Flair's been around so long there was so many. He makes sense with everybody. That's true. Well, speaking of Ray Ray, he makes his entrance. He gets on the mic. He thanks the crowd and says, "It's good to be back on Raw." <laughs> it's that's such a Mick Foley promo. Just last year we were celebrating twenty years together, and now they're celebrating one of the biggest honors of his life. This isn't just his award. It's made from the people that helped him build up his career. An like award Conan. made... Exactly. A- an award made with the fans that connected with him all these years. Not just for him, but for all of us. So straight up from the bottom of his heart. And then as he was going to say thank you, we get Mr. Condom. <laughs> he comes back to the ring. He congratulates his father on finally making it into the WWE Hall of Fame. I feel like we've already heard this before, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And he actually deserves it. Oh. But but he put his entire life into this business and he hopes it was all worth it. 
because he earned that honor of Dom at Dom's expense. He gets in the ring as he continues saying Ray put his entire life in this business, choosing these strangers <laughs> over his kids. How does that feel? Is it an honor knowing he went all those nights without a father? Eighth grade promotion, he told Dom if he got good grades, he'd take him out. But he was nowhere to be found, ditching him for WrestleMania instead. He turned <laughs> six <laughs> so funny. He turned sixteen and Ray said he'd get him a new car and all of his friends showed up with a brand new Mercedes, but he got a BMW instead. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> Poor baby. Oh, so <laughs> And it wasn't even an M series. <laughs> Poor fucking little. That's a great line, though. All his friends got Mercedes, but he got a BMW. Wow. Anyway, and like you just said, and it's not even an M series. He calls Ray a sad excuse for a father and for a man and tells him he's going to make his time in LA a little bit better because he wants a match at WrestleMania. Ray then re reiterates. That he's not willing to fight his own son and whether he believes it or not he loves him and always will there'll be no match at wrestlemania dominic then taunts him more asking if he's really gonna walk away before saying running away is the only thing he's good for and the only thing he taught him was what not to be and that's that right i like yeah. dom's promo though yeah it was fine it was funny it was you know it was you know it was reminded it was reminiscent of when baron corbin was a bum and asking people for a hundred thousand oh, dollars, not yeah. a dollar. And he's like, right. What kind of beggar asks for a hundred thousand dollars? He's like, somebody needs a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> oh man, no shit. If I was Ray, right, you know, and and I heard my son say, well, my friend's got a Mercedes, but he got a Beamer. I would have fucking laughed. <laughs> yeah, it was Straight just up. terrible. But I mean, I mean, look at the way they dress. They all have, you know, they they wear sweatsuits from Gucci, Armani. Oh, I know exactly. Balenciaga, off -white. I mean, uh, however you pronounce it. It's, yeah, it's, Balenciaga, it's that's how you say it. Yeah, and he wears off-white, too. Yeah, right. like me. I'm off-white. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, these, these are... <laughs> right. uh, yeah, so anyway, I, I, you know, as days go by, I'm more and more certain that, that you are exactly correct, that this match will be confirmed during the Hall of Fame, during during an interruption and, and violence ensuing. I'll tell you why more so because they won't announce it because we already know that match is happening even though they haven't made it official yet so it would, even though the Hall of Fame's the night before Wrestlemania mm -hmm. it's fine because everyone knows that match is really happening well also the so, Hall of Fame is traditionally boring like you know there are people who like listening to speeches but most casual people are not that interested in, in watching it so something happens something goes viral plus so they have to go like, all oh, out oh gotta see it it becomes a YouTube sensation and the next day, people are like, oh, I've got Peacock. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll check this out. So, you know. Has anyone else said it on other podcasts? Because I haven't actually listened to any other ones. But has anyone else actually mentioned that yet? Uh, I haven't heard anyone say it. But I I don't listen to a lot of other wrestling podcasts. So, um, so no, I'm I haven't heard to it. Know. Huh? I'm interested to know because I think here at the PWC Network we've gotten things right and said things before it's happened and before anyone else has actually mentioned it. So I'm yeah, kind of curious. Yeah, you know, that's the, you're, you're not the Oracle of South Delphi for nothing. <laughs> Thanks. I, I appreciate that coming from you. No shit. I really do. Anyway, let's go to the next match because it's Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins in a damn squash match. Which is fine. And, Absolutely yeah. fine. Uh, I can't believe it, man. It was just, there, there goes Corbin once again. So, yeah, 
Seth wins via pinfall with the blackout. And then we go backstage once again. He, he used the Miz as a springboard to do the flash. True. He did. Well, Absolutely. I, and I have no idea what the Miz was doing in the ring. I don't even know why the Miz is always involved with Seth Rollins throughout this whole fucking thing. I don't either. He doesn't seem to like Seth Rollins, but he's always out of sight. It, it, it's like he's the incompetent devil trying to <laughs> yeah. like put him on the wrong track, wrong pathway. He doesn't know what he's doing. And like he's trying to be friends with Logan Paul, wants nothing to do with him. And no one wants anything to do with Corbin. And then all of a sudden, he wants something to do with Corbin. I mean, it's like the Miz is like. He's like he's he's like the jester in like Shakespearean plays. Plays. He's like the fool. He's just wherever he is, he is. But he's always the butt of the joke, and always, which is fine. The the that the Miz is fine doing. I just this doesn't seem to make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, and and good for the Miz on pretending that being the host of WrestleMania is a big deal. It isn't. But nobody wants to see him wrestle. Nobody's interested in any story he's he's in. So, and we're interested in seeing Maurice, you know, her boobs fall out of her <laughs> dress or, or, or almost fall out of her dress, which is guaranteed to happen with eight different dresses. So, um, I'm cool so, with that. <laughs> yeah, so, so I guess that's okay. And, uh, whatever. But this was, this, this was nothing. It was, you know, but Seth's Games Mojo back. And, you know, like I said, like I said in the description that keep ghosting me, my own descriptions, I was typing them and I'd hit send and they would disappear. I gave up after the second time. That's but weird, bro. <laughs> Otis's is hot and Corbin is not. Yeah, and that that reminds me because we go backstage and we see Jad Gable is looking for Otis once again when mm -hmm. Mustafa Ali pops out of nowhere to tell him to stay positive and look around the corner for his guy. Indeed, Otis is around the corner doing a photo shoot with maximum male models. Chad then asks Mansoor uh, why he's not ready for his match and he begs off saying he broke a nail <laughs> scrolling Instagram. Mm -hmm. Gable then slides in to take some photos and somehow breaks Mansoor. What was it again? Marseille? Mansoor? How do they pronounce his Mansoir's name? Mansoir's camera. Mansoir, that's it. Uh, yeah, he breaks Monsoir's camera. And then Marseille says, you probably did it with your ick. <laughs> uh, yeah, what does that even mean, dick? I No, I think it just means that he's so disgusting. He's got a vibe of disgustingness, of grotesqueness. And uh, Maxine Dupree right. looked fine. Fine indeed. The, the worst part of this segment was Gable standing in front of Maxine Dupree. <laughs> That's true. Gable wants to get their workout session in and Otis his game but when Maxine Dupree calls his name he apologizes and runs off after them <sighs> this is weird his hair was like spiked in the front <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're gonna play the song I'm a they're like look at the striations <laughs> they were like stretch marks <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah what would he say because now I'm used to him saying uh, I'm used to LA not going yeah Listen, but... somehow this is making me laugh because you love it of course well, but I, but I hated it for the for the first several months. You called it so, and it's happening. So, uh, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's sort of sidetracking my wrecking balls of of Bronson Reed and Otis. But it'll happen. It has to. I mean, there's, there's nobody in wrestling doesn't see those two two guys next to each other and say they need to fight. Then they need to team. Oh, I agree. Next, we get Bianca Belair versus Chelsea Green. Sort of a, the same shit as last week, except reversed. Anyway, Bianca Belli wins by pinfall via the KOD. 
But post-match, Chelsea tries to attack, but Asuka comes down and helps Bianca deal with her. Asuka then picks up the total belt and dances with it, refusing to hand it over and laughing. Uh, oh, yeah, with her teeth sort of coated with the mist. There's nothing sort of about it. They were completely oh, well, she blue. Did, like, right. like she'd been eating like blue uh, cotton candy all day long. But again, she's dressed like evil clown lesbian. I told you, it's... <laughs> It's uh, Goro Majima from the Yakuza video game, which you I love. You keep saying that. Whatever outfit she wears, you're, you say it's the, it's the same character. Haven't I showed you a picture of that character? No, yeah, I don't care what the character looks like. Oh, you haven't. I haven't showed you. I should show everyone so everyone understands. But anyway, post-match... Nobody. Trust me. They will get it. Post-match, Chelsea tries to attack... Oh, I already said that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I was already just talking I, about you that. You know what? I didn't even recognize Carmella when she was coming down. Why is that? I don't know her hair is so it's like chocolate brown now she had to pull back was wasn't she, it like she, that last week i don't know usually it's down and she just looked different uh i mean she looked great they, 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 they look great together I, I can't i can't wait for them to start winning as a tag team but they keep losing now also i mean it's not their turn it's not their wwe is about stories it's not their turn to win they're not going to waste your time with tony with tony depp and going 17 minutes with samoa <laughs> joe to lose because it's not Tony Deppin's time. I mean, it probably never will be Tony Deppin's time, but it will be Chelsea Green's time at some point, and with, you know, with Carmella. Uh, so you know, don't worry. After WrestleMania, everything sort of resets. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's supposed to, but uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, like I don't know, man. It's getting. I don't like the build between Oscar and Bianca Belair. To be honest, it's been kind of half assed if you asked me three weeks ago, I would say the build was just fine, but it it's, it feels like nothing's happening now. Right. Um, so obviously next week we're going to get the Karens or Total Divas versus Bianca and Asuka in the can they coexist tag team match. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, the, the answer is yes, somehow they'll win, but will there be something diabolical done? And I certainly hope so. I, I hope Asuka miss bianca before that so that so that the heel face dynamic is established but yeah yeah it's lazy nothing felt particularly important tonight except for cody's promo and the very end i'm sure some people are excited about the hell in the cell match and just the the prospect of the demon because the goofs think it's actually different when he puts on the face paint yeah it's a cool visual but so what they they love this but they hate the fiend i don't know same thing it's it's the same exact thing um, what the hell oh, was that? Quite, that is Oscar's look. Y- you think people think that that's the same? That's what oh. he, that's what she's doing, dude. That's the exact look. Yeah, and the pants too. She she's wearing a collared shirt, and she wore a completely different blazer that today. Well, yeah, usually when she wears the blazer, and I'm she talking doesn't about have an eye patch, and she's not carrying a knife. Okay, she, yes. Don't worry about and, the eye and patch. She's and not a knife. man. I know that, but she, she when she wears the blazer, and she's got clown makeup on. When she wears the blazer, it's him. So, right? she wears so the same pants, same because blazer. Because she's wearing a snakeskin blazer, she looks like that guy. It's the black pants too. No, hundred percent. I'm not the only one that thinks that. Uh, Trust me, dude. Yeah, uh, the gloves as well. She wears the gloves as well. Yeah, everything except for the colored hair. Yeah, sure, uh, that's yeah. her. And the gender and the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but doesn't matter about the gender. So what? Oh. I Did you know she was a video game developer, right? I have in no Japan. idea. What, I, 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 no, I didn't know that. I, I, I assumed that she was a wrestler. 
before she was resting, she was a video game developer for Microsoft, in fact, in Japan. That's terrific. Yeah. Uh, you're you you're making me Microsoft right now with all the stock of video games. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Which is good. I need it. I haven't had my lady here for a long time, so I could use some. Right now, being Microsoft isn't the worst thing for me. Well, you can even go to redtube.com if you like. I can go to what? Redtube.com. Wink, wink. What the fuck is that? Find out. <laughs> Type it in and no. find out. This, this, <laughs> this feels like a, a very bad trap. <laughs> Trust me, you'll thank me later. Anyway, let's move on to the main events gear. Mm. It is Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa in a street fight. I know we keep seeing this match, even though I don't mind these two going at it. No. And, and it was a good match, of course, but Solo ends up winning once again by pinfall via the Samoan spike uh, as the well, bloodline well, stand you're tall. missing the big part. What right, happened so with the street it, fight right. is that they, that, that they were walking into the, the Solo ran into the back and Kevin Owens followed them back and then the camera took you to the gorilla position. As soon as Kevin Owens walked into the back, he walked right into a double super kick from the Usos, which knocked him out and they dragged him uh, back into the ring and Solo followed him in. And then there was a beat down then Solo gave him the spike. So, you know, they, they laid a trap for him. So, yeah, so we, we've seen this match before, but the setup at the end was, you know, this is them solving the Kevin Owens problem. Um, although they didn't kill him, they just they just beat him in a match. And, but they gave him the small and spike, and you know, this was good. I mean, the end the ending was good. Uh, you know, the, again, the first ninety minutes was pretty good. The second ninety minutes was pretty mid, with with some highlights. Depending on how you feel about Carmella and Chelsea Green, uh, you know, you might have liked that. I did. Depending on how you feel about Otis and that whole thing, you might I have like liked it. that. I did. Um, if you like seeing Seth Rollins win, you might have liked that. I don't. Um, I mean, I don't care because it's Baron Corbin, but I don't need to see it. Um, but the end was good. And yes, we've seen this match before, but it, it's always good. It's just, but it's just that we just saw it. I mean, we just saw it Friday. It's, it's I mean, it's not, it, it's not special. Again, they're, they're giving us the same thing over and over again, you know, on the roster as well. I mean, not that I miss these guys, but like Ali is just doing backward, backstage segments. Dolph Ziggler's doing nothing. The OC is doing nothing. Where is the OC, man? Don't know. I think they're still playing poker, even though everyone else <laughs> left. I mean, God knows I don't miss Dana Brooke, but haven't seen her. I mean, it's, oh fuck, I forgot about her. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole host. Of, I mean, I don't miss Mia Yim, but we didn't see. Her. We haven't seen her in a while. I mean, they, they 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 can do things. They don't need to keep running these reruns. They could at least do matches and pretend that they're rankings towards something you know that they're they're being counted towards something they're, again maybe entry into there's a, a men's and women's andre battle royal there's an andre battle royal and a a china battle royal you know a, a <laughs> first, definitely uh, an andrew battle royal too i know the andrew i'm sure you know, <laughs> yeah. but the first annual Johnny laura china battle royal whatever <laughs> they want to go, go and, and yeah, that's Xi Jinping battle royal yeah, whatever. <laughs> they should just do something to try to make the show more interesting. I'm tired of seeing the same thing. Yes, the bloodline has been the best story in wrestling, but it's not when it's overexposed. It's getting stale. It's getting stale. I hate to yeah, say it. It is. It's 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 getting stale. And maybe they wanted to get stale on purpose so that so that we're wow. happy when Cody wins and and we need a break from the bloodline. You know, I know that there's been this counter, this sort of contrarian view or this you know this reflex saying. Well, Roman's going to keep the belt for over a thousand days. That's sort of gaining a chorus. 
you know, Cody's not that over. It should be Sammy. And oh, that's and, bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I think it is too. I think Cody's going to get the belt at the biggest stage. I don't think it's going to be a WrestleMania moment, uh, or that they're going to rob him of the WrestleMania. Right, moment. they need a WrestleMania moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They actually do. And when you look at the whole card, what's going to be the moment? Right, and that and that's a big moment. And, and right. let's face it, I mean, it's Cody, it's a Rhodes, but he's also, you know, the prodigal son returned. I mean, there's, that's you know, right. there's there's the whole background story of the last six years. I mean, it's it's not nothing. So, anyway, um, but that was the show. It was fairly mid. They they confirmed they the recycled in match as Hell in the Cell. Uh, you know, we had oh. the Ash, the the uh, almost uh, Brock Lesnar confrontation. That was the only decent thing, in my opinion. And the yeah. Cody promo, that's about it. I mean, yeah, sure. And Trish, the main event was all right, too. But like I said, I've seen it a million times. Uh, Trish wasn't injured. She said they just pissed her off. She's been hit harder before. So that, that match is still, you know, a go for well, now anyway. Well, speaking uh, of, I've got some late breaking news, as a matter of fact, Jeff, before we go. Yeah. Apparently, there's news on Bray Wyatt, and uh, this was reported at 1 a.m. your time. And Fightful Select heard from WWE sources that Bray Wyatt is missing from WWE television. But get this, not that he's disappeared on his own accord, but now they're saying it's due to a physical issue and timeline for his return is unknown. So that's what I said. I said that at the beginning. This is that's not breaking. Is that they're saying it's a physical issue? Okay. I don't believe that because of uh, what's her name, uh, Alexa Bliss. Well, I mean, you know, they, I think they're just saying a that. A lot just of people don't down. believe it, but right. uh, you know, a physical issue is very mental, very <laughs> vague. I mean, it could be anything from the stomach flu to a pulled muscle to the broken fingers aren't healing to migraines um, to mental. I, I guess usually you don't say physical and mental, but if it if it debilitates him physically, it could be. I mean, he has suffered from what we think depression, is severe depression, or something right. that that has the similar kinds of debilitating uh, um, symptoms. And we also know, you and I both know from other sources, that Bray has been into some sort of you know sort of fringe stuff. He like was very interested in you know sort of conspiracy horseman type stuff. But it's then true. he got it's married and adopted Christianity. He wanted to be a family man. He sort of buried that whole thing. Well, do you think he had a nervous breakdown it. over it? That's what I'm saying. Like he I went down the that, rabbit hole too much. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that once you go down the rabbit hole too much, you, there's n- there's no amount of Jesus that that, that, can, <laughs> that, can, that can keep that. And and Jesus fits into a lot of these rabbit holes as well. It's, it's true. It's, it's surprising how many of these rabbit holes uh, you, you can find Jesus on. You know, one side of the door or the other. So. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, I've gone down that rabbit hole for years, as you have, and it doesn't affect me whatsoever. Uh, yeah, and but we're also not geniuses, and geniuses are all this, the price of geniuses is often these other kinds of struggles to you know, as a counterweight. Well, you know, oh, the world the world seeks balance. Well, um, I know those people. Like, if you talk, one of my friends, for example, like if I I went, I tried to go down that rabbit hole with him, right? And basically, it was like this: la 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 la, no way, like didn't want to hear it but really it's more because he's it's he's scared like do you know what i'm saying by hearing this shit and it's like oh whatever man like don't don't be afraid i'm just telling you you know what i mean so there are people like that and i think if you do go down that rabbit hole real deeply and you're not mentally prepared for some of the shit that's out there you can snap 
Yeah, it's possible. So more to come. Anyway, I'm really excited that we've done the Raw show in just over one hour. I can't so I believe that's it. Terrific. This is this might be a record for us. I think so it is. Excellent. We covered a three hour show and under. I mean, we've covered one hour shows in in over two hours. So yay <laughs> us. Let's get the fuck out of here. That's the time to Whoa. Anyway, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. On Twitter, IcarusFellMD. You can find me right here at the PWC. You can also find me on the Hami Media Group and Channel Attitude for Rampage Uncaged and Smack Attack on Saturdays. And there's a Ring of Honor show. We've done two episodes of it. It's uh, Apparently, it's going to come very soon. We watch it so you don't have to. Check it out. We reviewed both. Spent seven, more than seven hours of our lives on it. Four, over four hours watching both episodes. Probably another three hours recording and everything that it goes before and after recording and of course jimmy has to put all the time in, in editing and remixing no, i've shit done like it that. i've already done all that shit i know but i mean it's still time you spent so probably nine hours of, so watch the shows and then i beg of you to help in you hate the shows so that we never have to do it again um you can also find uh garden of doom and garden views on Hami media group you can find garden of doom garden views and my other wrestling podcast with big daddy cool steve Pena. Hammerlock Hangover on PWC. Uh, you can find all three sometimes on the PW Hustle. You can find all three on all major platforms and on the Wrestling Soup Network. Uh, today I did a show with Drew Yari uh, on Hell. So I went really deep into proto-Indo-European and took us through uh, uh, many different cultures and interpretations of the underworld leading to the revelations and, and, and post-revelations and uh, many of the characters of Seven Princes. Yeah, Satan, Lucifer, Azazel, Iblis. The, the gang's all there. So uh, if you're not a patron of the Drew Yari show, maybe you can, should consider doing so. Maybe just check out that show and, and his other content. Uh, also, recently I was on the Homeboy 88 show and I've been invited back. I'm not sure when, but I've been invited back. Talked some MCU and DCU and, and some other assorted stuff. Um, I'm all over the fucking place. So. You know, it's easy to find me. It's hard enough to find me. True. Well, if you want to follow me, you can at DJ Masterfix and also at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at the PWCnetwork.popping.com where you can find all our shows. Also, channelattitude.com where you can find <laughs> Uncaged, uh, Smack Attack, and now the Ring of Honor show where Jeff and I are on every show. Also, uh, like and subscribe at hummingmediagroup.podbean.com for all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's. And that's about it. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. That's Evil Dose Jeff Lippman in the complete darkness. And you've been... <laughs> yeah. And you've been listening and watching the PWC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PWC Network. And we're out. See us.
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.